0: Golden Edge, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos.
1: Golden Edge crew out here at City National Arena Development Camp wrapping up today. We were with you at the beginning of camp. Now we're with you at the end of camp, Adam Hill and Dave Shane from the Review Journal letting you know everything you need to know from this week. It was a very eventful week, not only development camp, but a couple of moves made as well by the Golden Knights. We'll get to that, but thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends everything you do with your podcast, wherever you find us. Uh, We really appreciate all the feedback and all of the sharing and linking and commenting and everything else. Don't forget the Golden Edge podcast is presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. So check that out. Golden Edge, as we said out here, City National Arena, Dave Shane with me, and we're going to be joined in a few minutes by Nick Haig, defenseman for the Golden Knights, who may very well be in the mix, be in the plans for the Golden Knights here uh, as they go into training camp as part of the roster, potentially. Uh, Dave, so much to get into, but the Colin Miller deal is what we're talking about right now because it just happened. We just heard from George McPhee as we sit here on Saturday afternoon. Uh, That deal certainly a cap related move certainly a guy who seemed to fall out of favor a bit down the stretch but thought very interesting that George McPhee said part of this deal was certainly helping out with the salary cap but also to say hey we've got a re- lot of really young talented defenders and we've got to clear some spots for them
0: yeah I mean that's kind of what you do you know you're in a in a cap situation like they're in you need to get some entry level you know contracts on the books we kind of talked about this you know the other day and you're able to get rookies and, and get production for, you know, for inexpensive contracts, that's, you know, that's the way to get it done. So, I mean, part of it's going to be them proving it, you know, obviously a guy like Nick Hague, a guy like, you know, whether it's Zach Whitecloud, uh, Dylan Coghlan, maybe Jimmy Schultz, you know, when he signs clearly, you know, it, it's going to be a good competition in training camp. We'll kind of see if there's, you know, another, another move, another tweak or something and, and what opens up in terms of like, you know, right side, left side, and and if they're actually, you know, kind of position specific, and and if a guy has to kind of fill that, you know, just as an example, you know, if it, if it comes down to a right defense, you know, and it's Nick Haig versus say, you know, a right hand guy like Dylan Coglin or, or Zach Whitecloud, you know, I don't know what that decision, you know, comes down to, but but clearly to be a competition, clearly all those guys are going to be in the mix, and and clearly George McPhee and, and Kelly McCrimmon and his staff feel like. You know, they have players at this point who are NHL ready and and you got to open the door for them. Yeah, no question about it. And by
1: the way, not only guys that are NHL ready, guys that we thought might be NHL uh, not ready anymore, like maybe Derek England, who it sounds like the Knights
0: are pretty close to deciding to bring him back. If you listen to George McPhee. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much (laughs) without saying they're bringing him back. He pretty much said they're bringing him back. Uh, He said, I mean, at this point, the only thing they're really kind of working on is, performance bonus stuff um last year he was a 1.5 million cap hit and i believe he made another 1 million in performance bonus so you know probably something similar i guess would uh would happen in the next couple days you would think free agency would start on monday um so you know if he's back that would give them six and then you know at that point you're thinking okay there's at least one spot on the blue line for one of the rookies and then if they go 13 forwards eight defenseman. Maybe you're looking at uh, at two rookies if if you know coming out of training camp that that's you know what they feel is best for them. So a lot of talk
1: about the defensemen. We'll get into the Eric Howlett trade as well uh, as we continue. But as we said, uh, we are going to be able to you know sit down and have a conversation uh, with one of the prospects on the blue line and maybe one of the top prospects on the blue line, Nick Hague, a guy who was drafted a couple years ago he's in his third development camp and on the verge of making the roster was part of that chicago wolves run to the ahl finals and uh he's gonna sit down with us right now so
0: hang on okay i've heard your name like three different ways and i've seen so (laughs) before we go anywhere here we're gonna interrupt the interview say your first name and say your last name and what are we gonna call you from now on uh nick Haig. nick Haig.
2: it's like you're like I screw it up sometimes too. You're saying "hey" to someone, yeah, and then with like a G U H. Okay. At the end, okay. Because like, hey. I've heard "hag." Hey. 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 We've yeah. heard it's not like
0: Nicholas. Like what? <laughs>
2: uh, my mom calls me Nicholas. Nicholas is my name. My my mom calls me Nicholas. <laughs> okay. All the guys just call me Nick. You prefer Nick, though. Yeah, but <laughs> most people call me Nick, or All right. the guys around the room call me Hagger Hager. Hager. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because we've got many. We've got some name controversies right now that we have to we have to sort out. I think so. There's a new player coming in. It's also Nick, but it's, it's Wah or Roy, and we're having trouble with this one because here's the thing on this. You, uh, you can maybe use this as uh, ammo down the road against him. There's a video of him saying, I'm Nick Roy. Now, he has contacted us and said, it's Wah. But he said Roy himself. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's, it's insane around here.
2: I, I have no idea what the
1: uh, <laughs> correct
2: pronunciation is. Uh, he's French, so I think it'd be Wah. Right, I right? would think so I, too.
1: But And then that's what he wants to be called now. But he said, Roy, on a video, how can you get your own name wrong? You've never got your name wrong, have you?
0: I hope not. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, since we veered completely off the yeah. tracks and we're talking about Nicholas Waugh, uh you played against him yes. in the Calder uh, Cup Finals. Yeah. What stood out? What, maybe what kind of player can we uh, can we expect to see come training he camp? Was,
2: uh, he was... He was awesome. He was, you know, a big guy, uh, you know, good skaters. Uh, you know, he's real. He's tough to play against. You go into the corner with him, and you, know, you have to work for every inch. And uh, you know, I, I really, what I noticed, he was he was great on faceoffs. It seemed like whenever he was out there, uh, you know, they'd be starting with the puck, and um, you know, a hard guy goes to the net. And I think he scored three goals in the finals. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, definitely
1: played. He played in their top two lines, and uh, you know, he's, he's a real good player. So you, you had that long season and you know you just finished playing, you're back here in development camp, but how much did that experience of going through a playoffs, it's not the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it, it's a playoff series and it's a couple series, it's a run to the finals. How big is that for you and some of your other teammates as you develop into NHL players? Yeah,
2: I think you know, we learned a ton. We had so much fun. Uh, you know, A great group of guys in there. And, and I feel like you know going through that run, that was something that I've never experienced before. Um, you know I'm pretty thankful that I was able to do that in my first year. And... Uh, know i feel like there's there's lessons you learn uh you know going on a deep playoff run that that you might not necessarily uh get exposed to um without that run so uh, just you know looking back on it i mean we had a great group of guys um you know guys that were uh leaders to me kind of like role models to me and guys who i you know i look to and they uh they really helped me out um kind of knowing like the the ups and downs and uh, kind of walking me through uh you know what what happens in a playoff run like that because obviously it's something i never uh i've never experienced and and same with the coaches, you know, they were awesome. We kinda all just, you know, went through it together. Some guys have been there before. Some guys, like myself, have not. And um, yeah, I've never had so much fun playing hockey than on that uh that
1: on that run we went on. So we, we just got out of a press conference with George McPhee, the general manager, but incoming president of hockey operations. we gotta be clear about that. He was talking about you know, the trade of Colin Miller just happened yesterday. Uh and one of the things he said was, Hey, we've got a lot of really talented young defenders, and we do have to make it like there has to be opportunities for them. We want them to play, so it's cap space for sure. But it's also, hey, here's a here's a roster spot. We want some of these young guys coming up. I mean, are you paying attention on that level of like, oh, Colin Miller gets traded? That's a good that's a good spot for me. Uh, I mean, I, I come in. I, I want to
2: come into camp. Uh, you know, no, no matter what happens with you no know, trades or whatever, I want to come into camp. And uh, I think either way, I'm going to have to earn a spot. And you no, know, I want to come in. I want to prove that you no, know, prove that I belong. And, and you know, at the end of the day, the way the way it works is, I'm going to have to take that job from someone else. And uh, you know, whether it's trades or whatever happens, uh, you know, I'm still going to have to come to camp and play well and, uh, and play my game, and uh, and just prove to you know the coaches and uh, and the management that, that I belong and that
0: I've uh, and, and earned a spot. You were a guy who, obviously, being a second round pick and being a taller guy skating, I think was always kind of the knock on you. At least a couple of years ago, maybe touch on your development there. I think we've seen a different player in terms of your skating. Uh, you know, certainly from from development camp the last couple of years, and then going into this year. Yeah,
2: I think um, you know that was I, I knew that was uh, you know a weakness of mine and something that I had to work on. Um, you know, I, I, I've spent a lot of time uh, working on my skating. Now, uh, you know, I know that uh, you know it's probably you know the most important skill if you want to you know play in the NHL and. and uh, you know that's it's always kind of in the back of my head every time I step on the ice. Uh, I want to make sure I'm doing the right things, and uh, you know it's it's been great ever since I was I was drafted that I get to work with you know guys like Scott Jones who really breaks it down for me, and, and uh, you know I've worked with you know skating coaches, and um, and then it's just for not now it's uh, I almost want to get to a point where it's just ingrained in the back of my head, and every time I step out on the ice, it might not necessarily be specifically for um, the skating part of it, but. Uh, you know, I've worked on it so much that I, I feel like I'm always kind of thinking about it a little bit, and making sure I'm
0: not falling back into old habits. And you know, I think I, I, I think I've come a long way. We, we talk a lot to a guy like Braden McNabb who you know, being a taller guy, kind of similar thing. You know, in terms of his skating, it's always something he's working on. Clearly, it'll be always something you're continuing to work on. But how close, you know, do you feel it, it is right now? I guess do you, you feel like you're you know at a spot now where you know you're comfortable against NHL guys in, in certain situations? I guess I think so. Yeah. Uh,
2: I. I, I never found myself like in, in the A this year and uh, obviously it's not the NHL, but I was, uh, I feel, I'm confident in my skating. I, I feel like I could, you know, go out and skate in an NHL game and, and be just fine.
1: You talk about, you know, the roster and, and going into camp and everything else. Do you look at it as your spot? Like, are you going into camp saying, that's my spot, I'm i am going to take it? I think you kind
2: of have to. Um, you know, I'm competing with a bunch of guys who are my buddies. Like, you know, we played together all year in Chicago, guys like Cogs and Whitey and and uh, you know, and these are guys that uh, they're my best buds I hang out with them all the time but you know we are it's uh, the fact of the matter is we're, we're all competing to, to play in the NHL and uh, you know it's fun it's fun like that we're you know we're competitive guys it's you know away from the rink that, that that's never going to get in between a friendship or anything but um, I mean I know we're all going to go out there and uh, try to do everything that we can individually to
1: to, you know to to take that spot it's got to feel weird though i mean that's it, a it's a weird feeling As you said like it's my teammates we are fighting you know we're brothers and we're in the, we're going to battle together every night on the ice but at the same time like i got to beat that guy to get my job in the nhl it's got a weird spot
2: it's uh that's just the world we live in it's always kind yeah. of been like that and uh you know you're you go to camps and uh, you're out there playing with guys that are that are really good buddies of yours and and but you're all you're all competing for you're all competing to play in the nhl and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, there's a day that we can all play in the NHL together, and uh, and, and that's going to be that's going to be fun because you know we've kind of grown up together through this whole thing. Like a guy like Cog, who so I, you know, I didn't know um, you know before my first development camp, and uh, that's where I met him. And you know, three years later, where he's probably one of my best buddies. We were roommates this year in Chicago, and uh, and now we're like it's it's fun. I love hanging out with those guys every day. And, uh, it's it's a nice little competitive edge to you know battle with each other to you know to uh, whether
1: a roster spot in Vegas or ice time in Chicago or whatever it might be. Third year here at development camp, and you've been a part of the organization for a while. Has, have any of the guys uh, at the NHL level like kind of hazed you or like not even hazing like outright, but like kind of got on you a little bit, chirped at you? Uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I've gotten to know a
2: little bit of the guys. Um, just, you know, throughout camps and stuff. And, uh, I saw a bunch of them, you know, around the rink this week and, uh, uh there's no, no hazing. Maybe that starts when, yeah. uh, when you make the team, but watch out for Fleur. <laughs> I, I've heard he's a bit of a jokester, yeah. but, uh, no, the, all the guys are great. No, no, I say hi in the room when I see them, uh, you know, at camp and stuff there. Uh, it's just, it's so, it's so nice having, um, you know, the group of guys like that are here and the group of guys like I played with in in Chicago that, uh, you know that really they really help out uh, young guys like me and uh, it just makes life a little bit easier because you come into camp here you're, you're obviously nervous uh, especially my first camp here you don't really know what to expect and um you know to have a guy like uh a guy that really stuck out for me in my first initial camp was nate schmidt who was you know just the nicest guy ever he was uh you know on the bench talking to me and helping me through stuff and uh he, he really you know he makes the transition uh, a lot easier and he's that's just one guy i can name i mean all the guys i see them around and uh I'll you know, just say hi, and uh,
0: yeah, it's been nice to get to know them a little bit. So, so this is the third camp that, that you've been here, and, and we've had a chance to interact. And one of the things that I've, that's always struck me, and I think Golden Knights fans will, will realize this about you more and more, is just the way you carry yourself. It's a little bit different than, than a lot of people. I mean that as a compliment, obviously. Um, I can see you down the road being a guy, maybe wearing an A, wearing a C, things like that. Is is that something that, that you're kind of aware of? You know, carrying yourself the way that you do, and just kind of, you know, commanding a room. You just I, I, there's there's something <laughs> that that's a little bit different about you, I guess.
2: I, uh, I it's not something I, I think about or uh, or try to do. I mean, that, thank you. That's that's, uh, that's that's about as high as a compliment I can get. But uh, that that goes to my mom dad, and dad, my parents, just the way they brought me up, and uh, you know, they've been awesome with me, and uh, it was never you know about hockey or how could you wear hockey growing up it's you know be a good person my, my dad taught me how to shake a hand properly when i was probably like six so it's just uh, it's the way they brought me up and um you know i'm super thankful for that and, and they've been uh they've been great you know great role models for me my mom and
0: dad and uh and that's that's, that's all credit to them in your hockey career those leadership you know being a guy in the room and things like that. Is that something you've always tried to take on? Certainly. I don't think, you know, you'd, you'd walk in here at 20 and, and try to take over a room, but you know, down the road, is, is that something as you've grown up on teams and, and, maybe as things progress here that, you know, if it, if it naturally happens, you know, yeah. you toward, I guess, gravitate toward, I guess a little bit.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I like, like, it's not something I, I really think about.
0: Um, it, it happened in junior. I kind
2: of went in, uh, you know, in my second year, I, I got the letter in Mississauga and, um, and it's just, I've always kind of been, uh, I've always, I've always worn a ladder growing up. It's just kind of one of those things. And I don't know what it is. It's not, you know, I, I feel like if you go out of your way to try to be that leader, you just, that you're not going to click with any of the guys. And, you know, for me, I just want to, you know, come in and be myself and, you know, get to know everyone. And, and, uh, you know, we're all here. We're all here with the same goal. We're trying to get to know each other and, uh, you know, make friends and you know these are going to be guys that, uh, that are going to come up in the organization together. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't think
1: you have to try to be anyone different. It's everyone comes in, be themselves, and, and then uh, we'll go from there. Obviously, you're looking looking forward to playing in the NHL and, and being a part you know, of, of this roster uh, at some point in the very near future. But what about living in Vegas? Are you looking forward to that? I mean, the weather is in, insane. It's incredible. Uh, I was talking to my mom yesterday. Apparently, it was
2: pouring rain back home. So it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, this city is incredible. Um, I've got to... I've gotten to know the city a little bit, uh, you know, since being drafted, and um, it's—I mean—it doesn't get much better than this. The the weather, the, the stuff around here, and, and I'm not even talking about the strip, just like where we are right now in yeah. Summerlin. It's, uh, you know, it's 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 awesome here. I, I love I love spending time here, and uh, I could I would love to live here and, uh, and you know and play for the Knights, and that that'd be a dream come true.
1: I mean, on a on a, like, on a real level, being a professional athlete in this city and being a young guy it has to be—it's like the dream of everyone yeah i'm sure it's uh i mean i i'm
2: sure it'd be a lot of fun uh not something <laughs> that i uh that i've experienced or anything you know we, we go out and see a show there's always something to do and uh you know it's like i said i've really enjoyed my time here and honestly i think one of the best parts about being a you know player for the Knights would be just i mean you look at t-mobile you look at our development camp scrimmages that are sold out and with the you know the fans that show up and just the the way the city really rallies around the team that's uh as a player that's that's what gets you going that's what you, uh, that's what you thrive
0: on and uh, and that that's, that's to me is you know one of the coolest parts about vegas so we're wrapping up development camp here. is this the first week that you felt short as a hockey player <laughs>
2: no kidding I, I've never seen i've never actually I, I know I knew Keenan uh, before I came here because we played together. Okay. Um, he played for Sun County Panthers when I was playing in Kitchener, and we played in the alliance and i haven't seen him in a really long time because he uh he went off he played in the u.s program and um and then went to school and i i went and played in the ohl so we we weren't playing against each other anymore and i hadn't seen him in a long time and when i saw his name on the roster i was like oh that'd be nice to see him and and he was always a big guy but he never was that much bigger than me and i saw him and i literally looked up at him (laughs) which doesn't happen to me very often i was like Wow, he's you, a big guy. Really he, so off, we're talking yeah.
0: about Keenan Suthers, by the way, from uh, yeah, from development camp. He is a uh, he is a big gentleman. Yeah, no,
2: yeah, he yes, uh, <laughs> he, he, he makes me feel short, which that doesn't happen very often. But it was it was great to see him. He's you know, an old friend, and uh, you
0: know, I was I was happy to see him here, kind of you
2: know connect and uh, and talk to him a little bit, hang out with him this week.
0: In terms of on the ice, obviously being a taller defenseman, maybe what are the advantages for that? You know, certainly in terms of reach and things like that. Uh, I think max Pacioretty in training camp even used the uh, chris pronger comparison i think uh that's certainly probably the high end of things but you know as a taller what are sort of the advantages that you have well i think
2: you know my my reach is uh you know a huge advantage for me and um i'll just be able to close gaps a bit quicker um you know with that and uh you know kind of you know in the ohl I really my coach there really um you know taught me how to use my stick you know properly and use my advantage and you know i feel like once i kind of Figured that out a little bit. It, it really helped, uh, you know, my defending, and um, you know, I was able to just, you know, shut plays down uh, a little bit quicker. And just, you know, my stick's like, probably six feet tall. So,
1: <laughs> we'll get you out of here. And let you uh, enjoy the rest of your day. But the rest of the summer, what does it look like for you? I'm, uh, I'm gonna head home later this afternoon, and
2: uh, probably take a few days, uh, hang out home, mom and dad, and uh, and then I'll, uh, I'm going to Aurora to train with Gary Roberts and uh, live there for. For the rest of the summer so spend my time there and it's going to be a quick turnaround i'll be back here in september there you go great stuff
1: we'll uh, we'll see you back here for training camp and uh, good luck the rest of the way enjoy yourself a little bit thank you appreciate it nick thanks man sdn sports is the only sports betting app you need this season sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to 50 dollars. so thanks to nick haig for sitting down with us for a few minutes appreciate that and dave i know you are you know you've you've kind of been very high on Nick Hague for a while a lot of people have on the ice but also
0: as we heard there off the ice you think he's going to be a, a valuable asset to the organization yeah he just there's something different about certain guys um when you talk to them just you know kind of their presence um charisma I'm not you know I don't know what the right word is with with him but it's just different it's it's unique it's you know, I don't know if it's being a taller guy that he just kind of commands a room and, and things. He's used to having people kind of focused on attention. He's just so comfortable in his own skin, um, and I think in his career going forward, that's you know, it's going to be a valuable asset for him. Whether it's something in leadership or just you know, kind of that own self awareness or his career. What do you have to work on? You know, confidence, things like that. I, I it, just a personality like that is, is is kind of what you're looking for. It's very even keeled. It doesn't waver a lot. You know. As as he goes on in his career, guys will tend to gravitate toward him, and 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 just kind of you know he'll he'll set the tone. It, it's it. I just remember you know growing up with people like that, and and you just you know you you just gravitate toward him for for whatever reason that that natural magnetism. Um, so, he really does have it. Yeah, he's certainly mature beyond his years. He seem,
1: doesn't seem like you know a young kid uh, on his way up, more like a established veteran, uh, almost present. So uh, what in your mind, what are, what is the
0: outlook for him as far as making the roster this season? So without putting too much on it, I would kind of say it's his job to lose. Um, I mean, you know, if we're going to look at this group, to be quite honest, I, I would put him at the top, um, just in terms of his shot, you know, his, his reach, his, his ability to kind of shut down guys because of that size. He just brings so many things. And then last year, you know, like he talked about that first year pro, it's not somebody coming out of juniors or, or college. He had a whole year, you know, playing pro, playing with Chicago Wolves, making a Calder Cup run. He got playoff experience. You know, so much coming out of that 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 first year that's going to benefit him, you know, going forward. And, and And nothing against the other guys. I just think, you know, if you're looking at ceiling, I think he has the highest ceiling out of all of them. And I would think, you know, if, if there's one guy that you would kind of peg, you know, okay, if there's going to be a seventh guy, you know, you know, he's the rookie. Nick Hague, at least for me, would be the favorite to uh, to win that job out of camp.
1: So there you go. So Colin Miller out, potentially Nick Hague in. Looks like, as we said earlier, Derek England in uh, in the de- in the defensive mix uh, for the Golden Knights going forward. Uh, as far as up front, Eric Howell is out. Uh, so since we've talked last time here on the podcast, which was just Tuesday... Eric Howell has been traded part of the cap casualties for the Golden Knights uh, this offseason. What what did that trade mean uh, for this organization and besides just helping them get back to the cap?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's all those sorts of implications. And, you know, he was an unrestricted free agent and next year, and you can look at it, well, he would have been a rental and, you know, all those sorts of things that go into the trade that, that George McPhee talked about. But, you know, I think the ramifications of it at least as it currently stands, is it probably means Kodi is your third-line center. And it probably means that Nikita Gusev, you know, now has a spot cleared. You're not kind of struggling to to see on the third line is Gusev, Eakin, Tuck, how the, how's it all going to fit if everybody's, you don't have that issue anymore. So at this point, if they're able to get something done with Nikita Gusev, uh, which it sounds like, you know, they're at least talking and, and, the, and we'll see. You know that that's an interesting situation. Maybe we can talk about that because in terms of you know Gusev and and signing him and maybe whether an offer sheet from another team would come in and what would the Knights do, you know, in a situation like that. But at least in the short term, I think you know Halla being moved means on paper your third line is probably Nikita Gusev, Cody Eakin, and Alex Tuck, which. Not the worst third line in the in it's the league, it's for a sure. Pretty offensive line, Very. right? And and now I guess the flip side to that would be George McPhee's talked about: if you're not a 200 foot player, if you're no good in your defensive zone, you know what what use are you? So I mean, clearly Cody Eakin is a guy who's you know been a solid 200 foot center. I don't know that defensive uh, prowess is Nikita Gusev's uh, strength. I would imagine it's not. Um, I think certainly Alex Tuck would you know have some. Some things to continue to work on defensively. Maybe that's that's, you know, not the construction that Jordan McPhee and Gerard Glant would like, but at least on paper, that, that's the way it looks and that's the way, you know, what this trade kind of opened up for.
1: Well, I mean, we talk about the salary cap and they're back uh, you know, within basically being compliant depending the outcome of some of these other deals, but it's a it's an interesting spot for Gusev who will probably come to the team and ask for a lot more than they can actually afford. And then the, their answer is, uh, "That's all we got. You got that's what you got to take." So you're or you're right. I mean, it opens the possibility for a team actually, you know, pulling out the offer sheet out of the you know out of the attic and dusting off the cobwebs on that and making that happen again. Or maybe that is something that forces George McPhee has talked in the past about. Like, it's not a bad thing to have these deadlines that kind of kick in on you. And you know, for them, if if that happened, they'd have a deadline of having to make a decision on it. Like. How do you see this playing out? Because my sense from McPhee, as we said, we just heard from him. Everybody else, he's like, "We're close, we're close." And Gustav's like, "We're talking." It, it didn't seem that encouraging necessarily.
0: Yeah, he also said that he, you know, it's, there's not like urgency with it. it, right. it if I'm, I'm not 100, percent on this, but I'm pretty sure he's arbitration eligible, also. Um, which now that would be an interesting case. Like, what? How do you? How do you arbit that? Right. You know, I mean, what do you give him? There's nothing to go off of. Um, so from that standpoint i get i guess there's there's a fallback if they're able to you know do all those sorts of things um i mean I guess, you know long term what I'm really interested in is just how good he is you know and and if they get him signed i mean they you know they 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 went through so many hoops through Russia to get him over here you know with his contract and all those sorts of things and goose have kind of talked about in the world championships about, you know, kind of showing loyalty to the Knights that they were the first team, you know, to make the offer and and that's who owns his rights and things like that. So, you know, I'm sure there's good faith negotiating and all those sorts of things, but, you know, also think he performed so well in the worlds that maybe some other teams are looking at him going, Hey, if they're in, you know, cap issue purgatory, whatever, and they're trying to sign this guy, maybe, maybe there's a chance to, to pry him away. We've certainly heard that teams have at least asked. I don't know how interested George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon and, and them are in in terms of dealing him rather than signing him. But it it definitely seems like it's a different situation than say like like you mentioned uh, England or even like T- Tomas Noshik who George McPhee's pretty much come out you know right out and said you know we're close. We pretty much know who's coming back. You would think that that he would be one of them. So at least for the next few days and in the next couple of weeks, it'll be interesting to see how the Gusev thing plays out. Ultimately, I I would think I'll give, you know, them the benefit benefit of the doubt that he would sign with them after everything, you know, that they went through. But I do think that an offer sheet is at least a possibility. Um, That'll be kind of interesting to see. i uh I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious on, on, on how all that's going to play out because I think it's a unique situation that we haven't haven't really seen much of.
1: A Couple of other situations also to work out. We'll find out Malcolm Subban is an RFA as well, so uh, some things to monitor. Even if the Golden Knights don't plan on being incredibly active when free agency starts, because they really can't. Uh, you know, July 1st, first, first uh, first day of the of the period, and not you know he, uh, George McPhee kind of made made the comment of we won't be big game hunting we'll be watching other people fish
0: yeah <laughs>
1: which was interesting and he kind of made it made it out like hey what you're doing is trying to you're just watching and hoping these teams way overspend for guys and then all of a sudden they're in tough cap spots and they've uh, committed way too much money to certain guys so uh, that's kind of where the golden knights will be as as spectators just hoping for guys to way overpay uh, for free agents here coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, but not a whole lot the Golden Knights are going to be able to do.
0: No, I'm just picturing George McPhee with like one of those hats with like the sure. fishing lures on it, like sitting on the on the shore. I feel like, like maybe he would wear the that. Pole. I, I mean, yeah. totally, totally Seems to fit him
1: <laughs> for sure. Uh, but we don't. We also mentioned uh, we talked a little bit about it with Nick Hague, but uh, Nicholas Wah coming over from the Carolina organization in their at trade. I still feel again. I'll just explain it again. He has informed the Golden Knights and their PR staff that he wants to go by Wah. Announcers on the games call him Wah. He himself on a video said his name is Nicholas Roy. I feel like we should go with Roy. I I just feel like that should happen. You don't get to go back and forth. It's not allowed.
0: I'm, I'm like, try, there, there's like guys. I mean, obviously, like Feismans the one, like the Thiesman. Yeah, Theismann, but like yeah. I've heard, like I'm, I'm stretching my brain here to try to think of like these guys that like suddenly just all of a sudden, oh, I, after like ten years, oh, we've, we've been me, pronouncing your name wrong. Like,
1: there's one that is my favorite player that I talk about all the time, and it was a controversy last year on Hard Knocks. Tyrod Taylor is now supposedly Tarod. But I feel I, I feel like it's one parent says Tyrod and the other says Tarot. That's what I believe it is, because they did interviews with with his parents and they both said it differently. And I think that's where that comes from. Yeah.
0: So we'll have to like call up Nick Hag's parents or Haig's parents yes, and, and yes. find out like well, whatever. Well Haig hey, Nicholas hey, we parents. Hague we straightened
1: out. We're good with Haig. Hey. Yeah. Uh Wah Roy is gonna be the nightmare. Yeah, I but can I, see, I, I can just, see that being an issue. I, I really like, can. Do we have to just say because he wants to be Wa now he's Wa? I
0: I feel like we have to we have to call him off I was going to say we have to like hold him to this, right? Yes. Like I, I'm going to go in that first day and just be like, here's the video. Yeah, explain it. Explain bud. this video. Like, you know, like what do we got here? Let's figure this out, man. We'll figure it out. This this, this will be an ongoing
1: controversy. We will certainly cover uh, on the Golden Edge podcast going forward. Uh, so development camp is over. Uh, I guess. Anything really stand out to you watching the last few days of scrimmages and some drills here at City National?
0: I'm kind of along the the same lines with George McPhee is just the depth of talent. I mean, it's really apparent, especially in the blue line. To be quite honest, uh, there were some guys up front that jumped out. I thought Durov had a had a really good scrimmage. Um, you can you can kind of see the hands with him. I think um, they Kelly McCrimmon at the draft talked about how. When Dora 5 went through the combine, that athletically he tested way better than the Golden Knights, you know, kind of uh, physical training staff. I'm, I'm, I don't remember the right word, but Jay Millett and the strength folks. And they feel like there's some more potential in him even. And I think when they get the skating to match, you know, the, the hands and the, and the vision and things like that that we saw, that they could really have something with him. But honestly, I mean, defensively, between you know Korzak, Ahak, uh, Slava Demon. This was his first dev camp. He wasn't at the one last year. Um, there's just a lot of depth on the blue line. There's a lot of guys: Corcoran, Bouchard. You know they're going to have a lot of options, uh, a lot of flavors, I guess, as, yep. as George McPhee likes yes. to say. Um, but 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 really, that that's that's the spot that really jumped out to me. You know, defensively, the way that they've drafted the last couple of years. That's that's encouraging,
1: I would think, for Golden Knights fans because the forwards are locked up. A lot of them long term. They've they've got, if if you know things don't change, they've pretty much got a lot of their depth and their talent up front secured. The blue line has been a question mark for this organization, and certainly to have an influx of younger talent would be a very good thing, not to mention a cheaper thing, uh, because that's going to be very important for the Golden Knights with some of these contracts they have uh, for the next few years. So. That should be encouraging to Golden Knights fans and to the front office if the the blue line is kind of standing out here uh, at Dev Camp. So that's pretty much it from here, City National Arena. Over the last five days, it's been pretty crazy. Ton of fans, ton of energy, the scrimmages, the drills, everything else that we've seen out here. Uh, but free agency, as we said, not expected to be hugely active. Players, but that starts in a couple days, and then. It actually is kind of real off season now coming up. Like we, yeah. we talked about, how there's not, you know, we had it was off season somewhat, but you know, we've been here doing a lot of podcasts and you know, updating on different things that have happened over the last few weeks. But after that first week of free agency, that really is the true dead period off season.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna set my alarm early on Monday for uh, for the start of free agency. Maybe wake up uh, early on Tuesday, but everybody pretty much does their business you know, within that first couple of days after that window opens in free agency. And, you know, like we've talked about it kind of extensively, the Golden Knights roster at this point is, is pretty well set. There's not a whole lot, you know, that they have to go out and, and get, not a whole lot of holes to fill, uh, you know, from the outside. So I would think it'll be quiet. We'll kind of see over the next couple of weeks, you know, guys like Malcolm Subban, you know, if they're able to get a deal done before arbitration and, and if not, you know, we'll hear about a, a hearing at the end of uh, July, maybe early August, and and then we got another month till uh, till training camp. So, yeah, kick back. I think the uh, the Canadians like to go up to the lake house at this uh, <laughs> at this point in time. I so. need a lake house. I need a lake house too. I don't That'd really be like
1: nice. Being out of the city though, so that's kind of difficult for me.
0: Me and George McFie go fishing at the uh, at the lake on the with the lake house. That'd be nice. You you, you
1: guys can both get your uh, fishing hook hats wear those and uh, just enjoy the off season. But I hope you guys are enjoying the off season as well. We'll be back with you here periodically on the golden edge, letting you know, uh, any updates that you need to know over the summer, but it is really getting into that off season time. Uh, so we'll be with you occasionally just to let you know, check in with us, make sure you like share subscribe comment. So when we do come out with a podcast, just randomly at some point in the next couple of months, you will know about it, uh, by subscribing. We thank you all for listening golden edge podcast presented by stn sports mobile from station casinos for dave shane i'm adam hill we'll talk to you guys again real soon enjoy the rest of the off season